If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, The Plowcast, where there is a video version of this episode, as well as all of our other videos, like reactions and our shorter content. And if you'd rather continue to listen here on Spotify, then enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to The Plowcast. Started right at 9.05 on the dot, on my end anyway. Uh, But we are here with our review for the next episode of The Bad Batch, uh, episode 9. Uh, Bounty Lost was the title. Um, pretty good episode. Um, I didn't have like a whole lot of notes, but I still feel like we'll end up going like almost an hour, <laughs> as always. As usual. As usual. Um, but yeah, some big, big, uh, big revelations that kind of held this episode up for the most part. There were the big, big parts of it anyway. Um, so wanted to start here. The first thing we kind of figured mm-hmm. out, uh, or the well, the thing that I think about the most is the revelation with Omega. Um, she is basically a genetic duplicate uh, of Django Fett, um, except like with some swapped chromosome, apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is that's a pretty big thing. Uh, if we want to start with that, I'd say that's a, a good jumping off point. Oh, yes. Not only is she a direct genetic duplicate of Django, she's also, um, I guess, in the same sense, a direct genetic duplicate of Boba. And they hit that nail on the head. Um, Boba actually had the code name Alpha. So Alpha and Omega. Yep. A lot of people saying that's them saying, oh, they're straight up brother and sister, which they are. (laughs) We kind of already knew that. But like more of a sense like i guess real brother and sister whereas her and hunter are brother and sister but no her and boba are like straight up yeah same person with the xy flipped which is really cool i do think the fact that they called him codename alpha i think tech was saying it he was reading it off when they did their little research um i think that is like the biggest thing for me that gets that theory going yeah definitely um that was tech and it I don't know. Is that like Rome? I think that's like Roman or Greek. Greek. Yes. It is Greek. Alpha's yes. like the first, the yep. first Greek uh, let, letter. letter of the alphabet. Yeah, and then Omega is <laughs> very the last end. So yeah. the the final clone. Um. So does that mean that she? Because she couldn't have been the last one ever made. If if that unless that's what they're directly implying. Um. But, you know, for her age, we were talking about how we were a little confused with, like, the timeline and all that. Um, but I guess she was born a little bit before Attack of the Clones. Because uh, by the time Attack of the Clones rolled around, Boba's, like, already pretty old. Um, yeah. And he doesn't have any modifications. So what was he in, like, tw- like 12 or something? In yeah. The movie? So Omega must have been born. It could have been even before uh, she could have been already around by the time Attack of the Clones happens. So um, definitely interesting to think that she's kind of been been there for for a while, uh, just under the radar. Um, but yeah, she doesn't have any alterations, um, just like Boba. Um, I, I they're they're really kind of hinting at a a, a meeting here. Um, yes. <laughs> how, how would you feel if we were to get some sort of uh, Boba Omega like meetup? See, I think um, it's going to be a lot of hype for the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. 
I don't think we're going to see Boba in this show. I mean, we have Fennec Shand, we have Cad Bane already, <laughs> not to mention the plethora of other returners that, you know, we've been through, we've, <laughs> we've talked about. Um, but kind of in the same sense that Mandalorian is, you know, hinting at all the cloning that we see in the um, sequel trilogy, um, all this hinting at Boba, like, brother stuff, we're just going to see in another Star Wars media, Book of Boba Fett, um, that being... But that, even if he does come in, say, for like a cliffhanger ending or something, and he takes away his like sister or something, they have a great yeah. reunion. Um, I would, again, I wouldn't be too upset because they're building it up. It makes sense. That's perfectly fine for both their characters, I would think. Um, or we kind of see Fennec being, quote unquote, the good bounty hunter um, in this episode, trying to save Omega rather than just Terminator. So I could see um, Omega leaving with Fennec, like Fennec revealing to her, hey, you have a brother, like, and then both of them, like, reunite in Book of Boba Fett or something like that. I could see her growing very close with Fennec and that being the the connection between her and her brother Boba. Right. Okay. Um, Yeah, that could definitely be interesting. Um, Imagine if uh, they somehow tie Omega into Book of Boba Fett and then she's like a character in that. Live action Omega, all grown up. Yeah. I, I I really doubt that though, because that'd be bringing a character from a. Pro- Most people that watch when Boba Fett comes out probably have not seen Bad Batch at all, or really care to. Um. So you know, it's it's true. Yeah, it's it's a kind of kind of a different situation. But um, from what we've seen of Boba in the Clone Wars, um, he really kind of doesn't seem to see all the clones like as his brothers you know in quote um for the most part he just kind of doesn't care like he betrays them all and that that will hold his the whole episode um, yeah there was one moment where he was with our Singh, uh and she told him to shoot pawns and he wouldn't do it uh so then she shot him but that's when he was still kind of young like cadet aged uh so you know like I think it would be interesting to see how he would feel towards somebody who is cl- as close to being it's literally essentially him uh, instead yep. of like him with modifications made to be a soldier, blah, blah, blah. Uh, essentially a sister that is that is basically like a sister sister, not just a clone, um, which I know sounds weird in the wording, but if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I, I, I'd be interested in seeing how he feels about that. Uh, I think they might give us something in the Bad Batch, um, just because of what I said before. Is I don't know if they would be willing to put Omega in the book of Boba Fett due to the Boba Fett audience yeah. probably not having as much of an attach attachment to her like at all from not having watched this show. Um, but you know they've done crazier things in the past. Uh, they've gone the other way by introducing characters from. Uh, not as watched show into crazy popular ones like with all of the Clone Wars characters returning in Mandalorian. Um, so you you never know what what they'll do, and uh, yeah. that's that's kind of why I feel like this is at this point they have to be going somewhere with this because you know I mean unless it's just like oh just sneak a little Boba Fett name drop in there, um, especially with the show coming later this year. Uh, I I feel like it's leading to to something, um, especially with the. Okay. Uh, groups of people that are coming after her um which we'll talk about a little later um 
but yeah, speaking of, uh, unless you had anything else on the Boba topic, I was going to. Again, I think the Alpha and Omega thing yeah. is huge. Like, I, yeah. like, you, like you just said, no accident. They're definitely going somewhere with it. Yeah. Um, Omega, this episode, um, she really kind of, like, I was impressed by how she, she basically escaped by herself. Yeah. Um, the Bad Batch, all they really did was follow the signal she put out, and then they, like, grabbed the uh, the flight pod, mm-hmm. and then she climbed up. But, it's, like, she did everything, like, herself, essentially. There was a lot of little hints at it, too. Like, um, like when she wakes up in the cell, immediately she looks up, and she finds the door panel. She finds where the button is. She she gets Toto to trust her by playing the friend angle and seeing how, using how Bane treats Toto against him and and you know getting getting him to yeah i guess you're, you're just a kid what are you gonna do escape um <laughs> uh, she knew how to shut down toto uh she did fix his leg so good yeah good person. um but she like she jimmied the locker or whatever it was to get her calm she was um like she escaped onto this facility and she was running around she was in cuffs the whole time uh knocked that that test tube over on fennec and trapped her under it and like I, I she really kind of has been. She was like, she wasn't really like helpless, you know. Well, she did need help. Like the bad batch had to come rescue her, and uh, Fennec showed up to, you know, kind of change everything. And Bane and Fennec were, like, to be fair, they were like fighting the whole time, so they weren't really focused on her. Um, but she still, like, she essentially did a lot of that herself. Huge Princess Leia vibes for me. Um where in a new hope you know the original cast comes you know saving the princess but it turns out she don't like she's doing most of the work she goes down the trash packs like omega like the bad batch is coming to save her but she gets the comm link she tells him where he is she gets the signal out she jumps off she gets the escape by like that's awesome i do think them building up omega um I'm not saying like this is too much. This is awesome. But they are really, really going in depth to say, hey, she's vulnerable, she's young, but she's strong and she gets the job done. I think that's directly caused by Ray <laughs> in the sequel <laughs> and all that backlash oh. they got for not fleshing out this female character. Because Star Wars, like I said, Leia, um, Ahsoka, has great, strong female characters. They do. Yeah. And Omega is turning into one, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it kind of sucks. They needed, you know, kind of kick in the butt with Ray with the Force Awakens, where you can't just have a strong character. That's not fun. That's not cool to watch, and you never root for them. But when you have someone like Omega, like Princess Leia, like Padme, like Ahsoka, like all these heroines that we've seen. It's awesome. I love Omega now. Seeing her get the job done, you know. My favorite thing of the episode is her dialogue with Toto. How she's genuinely nice with him, but she's still, like, playing it where she's going to escape. She turns him off. He's like, sorry, little buddy. Like, (laughs) it's awesome. I love it. And, again, I I think that's directly caused by all the backlash they received from, you know, Return of the... Or not Return of the Jedi. uh, Skywalker and... All those, uh, yeah. We've gotten into the force. I'm not. That's all I will say. Yeah. And if you'd like I'm... to actually down the line, we might make a video about the sequels if you'd be interested in something. Yes, like that. yes. Um, but but I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, they're doing and, wonderful with Omega. Yeah. And um, to that point, who's running this show again? Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. He made Ahsoka, who is a lot of people's favorite Star Wars character in general. In general, way before Ray was even a thing. Um, 
and he's responsible for this show too, so he knows how to do it right. The you, the main thing of your about your character should not be like the main reason you're rooting for them should not be just purely their gender. Yeah. Um, like they, it seems like they expect you to feel Ray is a great character just because she is a strong female. That is not what makes people like the characters. That shouldn't be the drawing, the thing drawing them to the character. You have somebody like Ahsoka, who at start at the first, at, you know, when the Clone Wars came out, people hated her. Yeah. Um, a couple episodes. Yep. That one video I saw that was like breaking down like four specific episodes that showed how she changed in like season one or something. It's pretty cool if you can find it. Um, but you have somebody who can change and evolve like that, and who actually goes through emotional. You know things with consequences and 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 you know changing as a character. Um, not that Ray doesn't do things that have consequence, you know, but like for oh, the most yeah. part, she just kind of was there, just going with the flow of everything. Um, like just seeing like Ahsoka, everything she goes through until the end, and when she leaves the Order, um, and then how she feels afterwards, and her whole storyline after that, when she's like, "What what could have been if I'd stayed? Would Anakin have turned?" All of this stuff just makes one of the one of the best characters in Star Wars, and then Omega comes along and does the same thing. I'm not saying she's there yet. Oh um, no, no, no! But she's on the right path. Yeah. She is. And I, I, I. What I really like about her is how how she's vulnerable a lot of the time, but she's not like weak. She's not um, cowardly. Yeah. That one of my favorite little bits in there. Um, as soon as as soon as she got rescued. Uh, after going through all that with all the action and like she was like you know fighting and you know being smart using the satellite knocking over the tube all that she gets on the ship and once everything is done she immediately just breaks down and yep. then goes to hunter like that was just like a lot for her to take and then but she was able to to you know keep calm in the moment uh <laughs> and and then finally when she was safe that all just like she just that all crashed down on her um and seeing seeing characters go through things like that really make is what makes you like them later on once they become you know someone a lot more powerful if yeah. you just skip all the steps and start at <laughs> okay this person's super powerful and they can do everything that takes all the fun out of it that takes all the reason behind liking the character out of it um but you know just where she is right now i'm, I'm excited for what happens with her in the future absolutely <laughs> they're doing wonderful uh, yes Good job, Filoni. You did it again. <laughs> Can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, anything else on Omega here? Because we got other things to talk about here. I say we move on forward. All right. Um, big, big uh, reveals here in terms of the bounty hunters that we have been following oh. so far. Um, it turns out that Fennec and Cad Bane were not hired by the same people uh, as originally thought. Um, we, you know, we, especially like from in the episode when they're like, "We're gonna have to get more people," uh, or episode eight, I believe. You're like, "We're gonna have to get more bounty hunters." So you're thinking, "Oh, okay." So they got Fennec, obviously, because they're saying more bounty hunters, meaning they had some already, and then Cad Bane on top of it. Uh, but then it turns out that it was just Nawasay who was uh, hiring Fennec to, to protect Omega, essentially, uh, from the rest of the Kaminoans and the Prime Minister. I, I, didn't, I did not see that coming. I thought if Fennec and Bane were to meet up, they would, um, they would fight over who gets the 
the the credits, yeah. not not over the bounty itself. But we saw right away, um, Bane and Fennec. Fennec was like, "Here, you know what? You take the credits. I'll take her." Boom. Um, so right after that, you're like, "Okay, this is not mm-hmm. as if if they were truly working together or hired by the same person, they would both be fighting over the credits." Um, so that was really, I did not actually see that coming at all. Um, but how do you feel about Nala say wanting to wanting to save Omega and like how she's being different than the rest of the Kaminoans here? Yeah, we've seen her a lot in this kind of mother role where she mm-hmm. wants Omega safe and sound. She probably grew up direct, like she probably did mother Omega and grew her up. First time we see Omega is she's walking around with Nalase. Um But the big thing for me is the implications of when the prime minister was talking. Um, and he says, again, like, oh, we have to hire another bounty hunter. Now, my question, I guess, for you is, does the prime minister know about Fennec? Or is there a third party that we haven't even seen yet? Did Nile say go all the way behind the prime minister's back and hire Fennec? Or did she hire Fennec, but then gave her kind of behind the scenes, hey, don't hurt the child, bring her out, save it sound to me. That's the way I kind of see it. But it would kind of be cool to see a third person swarm in and help out or steal the bounty or something. But I want to get your thoughts. On yeah, that. I mean, we... We really don't have all the details. At this point, all we know is that Nalase um, is working with Fennec behind Lama Su's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there could be a lot more going on. There could be dozens of bounty hunters. There probably isn't. Um, but yeah. like, like hypothetically, there could be like a bunch of them. Uh, I don't think Lama Su knows. Uh, it could, it, or it could be Nalase's like, oh, this other bounty hunter, Fennec Shand, or I'm going to hire her also to help us. But then secretly yeah. she's like, by the way, that's not what yeah. I'm hiring you for. Um, <laughs> so that way, if Lama Su like sees her or something, she's not like thrown off guard, maybe. Um, but there's a whole lot of details that that um, we we don't we really don't know yet, and that we probably won't find out for a couple weeks. Um, I'd like to think that there's maybe like a couple more bounty hunters out there, maybe because I, I feel like um, they're they're desperate enough at this point to just get her back. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Especially with the empire continuing to hunt down the bad batch, you saw like that was a big. Um, the t- those two groups are a little, you know, uh, Lama Su was like a little worried about the uh, empire and their whole operation on Camino, um, and they're desperate to to get back into the empire's folds and to you know be one of their suppliers. So, I think they're desperate enough to not just have like one or two bounty hunters, um, but on the other hand, Cad Bane. It's arguably one of the best bounty hunters of the oh, time. Oh yeah. So you know, it's it's like, do we trust him? Um, or you know, is is there a couple more? Um, but I I that's that one line is interesting because they were talking about needing more help. So Cad Bane wasn't the original help, but neither was Fennec. So yep. I feel like what you're saying, we might be dealing with a third party here at some point. Who's also after Omega. Which yeah. could be pretty interesting. I really like how like up in the air it all is with the Kaminoans because ever since you know episode two, it's been like this. Like they, their Camino was never even on any of the star charts. Like they've always been the secretive, you know, cloning facility that no one knows what's up. So the fact that we see all these like inter like like politics even within their own group, like it's really cool. And at least speculation like this, which again I love the speculation. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I personally think that it's just going to be these two. But the kid in me would love to see like Boba Fett or Bosk or someone just come in and you know steal Omega again, because like the fact that the Bad Batch already has her, like that kind of leads me to believe that there is going to be a third party. There is going to be more turmoil, and we're not through with the bounty hunters yet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of cloning facilities, uh, we we are we got another one um, in this episode. Uh, the planet is Boravio or Boravio. I don't remember exactly how they said it. Um, it was in the uh, something system, uh, the Lido system, Lido system. Um, but yeah, there's this ancient, um, clearly abandoned cloning facility that the whole episode essentially takes place in. All the windows are smashed in. There's these floating towers similar to Cloud City, like we were talking Thanks. about, um, similar to Camino too, except, you know, in the sky with all the dome-shaped okay. type buildings. Um, but yeah, it's like ancient cloning technology. Um, I don't know if it was confirmed, but the the creatures in the tubes, whatever was being experimented on, looked very similar to Kaminoans. They had the long neck, like the yeah. thin, long bodies with like a bigger head than like compared to the neck, I guess. Um, I I didn't really get a great look at it. Um, at one point, I thought maybe the eyes were like humongous and way bigger than Kaminoan eyes, uh, which could have just been what they looked like however many years ago this yeah, kind right. of was active. Um, but that's really interesting because, you know, we we know about cloning in, in Star Wars, mostly from Kamino. Like, primarily it's Kamino and then sequel stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, you yep. know, and but now recently they're they're doing a little bit more from Mandalorian. Uh, and now we got this, um, which this could not this probably won't lead to much since at this point in time, we already have the Kaminoans doing the cloning. Yeah. Um, but I was just interested in seeing another form of of like ancient sort of uh, cloning and experimentation. It might not even be that ancient. It could just be, you know, like a couple couple hundred years old. Mm-hmm. I I think the setting for that, like another abandoned outpost that was wonderful seeing all the clouds and with all the action scenes and you know bane like coming out of them you see the silhouette i think that was wonderful um and it's a really cool contrast like we were saying water camino to air camino um that's really cool air and <laughs> yeah and it, it was the perfect place for omega to escape because she knows all the technology she knows everything she grew up on camino she would of course know how to work all the technology here um, it was really cool. The cloning itself, um, to me, it looks super old just because of the contrast with Camino. It was like those green tanks yeah. and like the aliens. They don't even look like humans at all. Um, like you were saying, I do think they're Kaminoans, uh, like the genetic template. Um, at first, I thought they looked like Snoke. But going back, the hands and the head, I think the proportions are a little off to be Snoke. So I don't, yeah. I don't and know if that would even really make. I was make gonna say either. to look like Snoke, um, they would have to kind of be in correspondence with, I guess, the Empire or at least Palpatine for yeah. long enough for the facility to like look like that. So I think that's on the table. Um, but um, I also like that the Kaminoans decide to do the meeting place there because. Um, well, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't make sense. I was thinking this place was like Camino or Camino would be off all the star charts. Um, but the Bad Batch had no problem finding it. So maybe right. or maybe it was because of Omega Symbol. I don't know. Anyway, cool location. I love everything about it. The um 
Um, but <laughs> like I said, I think the number one thing was how Omega was able to like thrive there. That was a perfect place for her to make her escape where she could read everything. She knew how to turn on the computer and everything. She trapped Fennec. She was like kind of like a little cat and mouse where she knew like where to go. She got to the like, escape pods. Um, and it was really cool. I really, yeah. really liked it. And <laughs> animation quality uh, um, on top of everything else was always hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, and I thought it was coming out really cool here at um, what is it, Bora? Bora Vio or Vio? Bora Vio. Okay. Yes. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I think you brought up a good point there about why I was at the meeting place. That's just another, um, like another piece of evidence to say that the this is ancient Kaminoan technology. Yeah, um, because if not a lot of people know about it, it's ancient, old, abandoned. Uh, then it's one place that the Kaminoans know that nobody could like surprise them there and try to take the bounty or whatever. Um, Since so if only they know about it, really. Um, not that it's like super secret, like incredibly well hidden. It's just nobody's there. It's old, abandoned. Yeah. Nobody cares about it. Um, but yeah, that would be another reason for that to be the 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 meeting spot because really only the Kaminoans would know about it since it's their ancient sort of technology. Um, so I I and also uh, Omega when she went up to the one control pad, she was like, "This reminds me of the one like on to uh, to pose it Topoka or to." Topoka City, I think. Yeah. Um, but, Starts with a T. <laughs> yeah, it's like Topoka. Or Topoka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she said that reminded her of the ones on Camino. So uh, it it's definitely very possible that this is just some sort of ancient abandoned Kaminoan facility technology to show that they've been doing this for a while. So yeah, uh, just more more kind of world building and. Uh, if that is Kaminoan, more just, you know, a backstory for them. Which is pretty cool, if you ask me. Um, Alright, anything else you had here for the setting of this episode? I don't think so. Alright. <laughs> Stuff might um, come up again, though. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, one of my favorite parts about this episode was the, the, the hand-to-hand combat between Cad Bane and Fennec Shan. Uh, it was just, like, just like really fun to watch these two bounty hunters going at it. Uh, one of the best and somebody who becomes pretty good down the line, yep. uh, who's already showing that she is pretty, pretty skilled now. Um, but just like the, the choreography, I guess I could say choreography. Um, it's not mocap. It's not live action. So I guess that's not exactly the right. Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just like the, the moves and like Fennec, um, like pulling Bane's arm back, and then he gets her in a headlock, throws her on the ground, and then that kick. Um, and the sound effects really just helped it so much more. The hits were like brutal. Um, that big grenade blast throwing Cad Bane into the wall. Into the wall. Yeah, just like really brutal um, and really, really awesome. <laughs> uh, we talk about action a lot, you know, but a lot of the times it's like shooting blasters and like explosions of big stuff. But when we get like cool, like hand to hand sort of combat like this, it's awesome. Um, I kind of second time around when I was watching, it really reminded me of uh, back in the Clone Wars and like towards the end, like five season five or six, the um, couple episodes with Anakin and Padme, where uh, Anakin and Rush Clovis just start going ham on each other, um, like beating the crap out of each other while Padme's there and like, stop, what are you doing? Um, And then like at the end, Anakin, he's like about to punch him right in the face. He's like, oh, and he realizes what he's doing. Um, But that really reminded me of that, just like. What a he's callback. Like, yeah, he takes a lightsaber, he just throws it on the ground. He's like, okay, let's go. And he just yeah. starts pounding this guy. That's what she said. Um, 
oh, oh. Um, and then the, the atmosphere was just great because you have all the shattered yes. windows. Since these buildings are up in the clouds, you have that sort of smoke cover. It, it's clouds, really, but that's literally clouds. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like that little like when Omega's at the door, and then Bane just like starts talking, and then he walks through the smoke in the clouds, and you see like his hat and his head, just mm. awesome. Yep. Yeah, I, more on the action. I think that's like really, really Clone Wars esque. Like you were saying, the Clovis fight. But I think just that style of the the quick strikes, you know, like the quick movements, um, yeah. which is awesome. It, it kind of feels like home just seeing them duke it out like that. Um, and it was really cool. I think that it showed how, I guess, not equal, but like Fennec up there. Like at this time, yeah. being. Yeah. Like he's the quintessential bounty hunter. Later on, by the time of Mando, we see like Fennec has a reputation. She's up there. Like she's one of the best. But right now she's just making her way. She's not up there like Bane is. But to see her go head to head and even knock him down for a while, really, really cool. And it again, that's showing her strength without just saying, Oh, she's a good bounty hunter. That's actually showing it, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Uh definitely. Um, and it also shows that you, that's not the only thing you need to be great bounty hunter. Because if uh, if Bane is not like this elite hand to hand combatant, um, you know he's got a lot of other Very things. He's incredibly intelligent. Uh, you know he's got all his gadgets and he knows what he's doing. Um, so that just shows how these are two really good bounty hunters going at it, which I think is awesome. Because yep. uh, you know there's always like that fight over who gets the bounty, uh, um, rather than like not even the bounty itself, just like which one of us gets to go and try to get it. Yeah, uh, which wasn't exactly the case here. Is more like the bounty and the and the loot from the bounty. But you know, at the same time, it's really cool to see two people on the same job just going at it while the while the target is like trying to escape both of them at the same time. Yeah, you know, which makes for a fun episode. Um, because without like the the stakes of like you the all all three parties, Omega's are, like Bane's trying to get Omega, Fennec's trying to save Omega from Bane and also get her. Bane wants his money. Omega <laughs> doesn't want I want to be near either of them. She wants to go. Yeah. Um, so that all that is what what made it pretty cool. Um, but yeah. Uh, anything else about about our bounty bounty people here? I again the dynamic between how. Bane um is purely out for the money and he's just like, all right, I'll get I'll get Omega, I'll get the money and I'll bounce. Um but Fennec is trying to like again be nice to her and sort of be the savior. She's kinda quote unquote, I said it before, the good bounty hunter. Um I don't think she's good. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she's definitely just happens to be something good. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, but to see that again contrast even within the bounty hunters is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably the episode that has the least amount of Bad Batch in it. Um, right. The Bad Batch themselves are in the first like minute and a half when they're get trying to get away from Crosshair. Uh, they're sort sort of towards like about like two like a third of the way. They cut in back and forth when they're trying to get a signal to Omega. Um, but then once her comm gets smashed, they're like out of it until she gets the satellite up. Uh, and then they're at the end, at the very end, like in the last scene. Um. So, I mean, while I would like to see them more because it is their show, uh, I think it's good. At the same time, I think it's good um, for them to show us that the show has legs other than the Bad Batch and it can, you know, kind of hold itself up. Um, yeah. I, I hope we don't get too many of these. Like, a couple is nice. Like, I like, you know, maybe just get away from them for a little bit. Um, 
that was what most of Clone Wars is. It, like you'd think that it would be mostly about Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahsoka, like this core trio. But a lot of a lot of episodes, those three aren't even like in, in that at all. Like, yeah. They don't even have voice lines in some episodes. Um, but this being more specifically the Bad Batch, I hope we don't get too far into the let's just bench the Bad Batch the whole time. Um, like I said, I I didn't mind it here. I thought it was fun because. Omega mm-hmm. is becoming essentially a core member here of the Bad Batch, um, which, you know, makes sense. This was her story, too. Uh, but I hope they, they you know, don't just get to, okay, we're going to, today we got Cad Bane and Fennec, and they're going to duke it out, and the Bad mm-hmm. Batch will be there for, like, two and a half minutes. And then today we got Cad Bane, and the Boba Fett's here, and then we got Fennec, and they're going to fight, like, on this planet. And then the Bad Batch will be, like, I don't know, like, in a market buying food. Or <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, Speaking of them, we had a couple good moments. Uh, we had some good like continuity. Uh, Hunter like didn't have his chest armor, and he was all wrapped up from getting um, shot last, last episode yes. by Cad Bane. Uh, like another little cool nod to that was uh, when Omega gets back on the ship and she hugs him. He kind of flinches a little because like it, it mm. hurt him a little bit because uh, like that's his whole body probably hurt. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, they there was also the. Um, the emotional scene at the end where, where Meg's like, why are they doing this to me? I, I, I don't understand. And they're there to comfort her. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> Hunter promises Promise? Omega that they will never, that they're never going back to Kamino. Um, I, here's the thing. No. <laughs> um, after that <laughs> oh, heavy man. scene, I feel like it's very likely that we will probably be going back to Kamino at some point. Um, you can't get a promise like that without yeah. something going down. I wouldn't be surprised if next episode we were <laughs> in Camino. I would not be surprised. So yeah, you remember when I said that you'd never be here again? Uh, well, we're back. So well, we're sorry. back. Um, yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like that, that little, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I mean, but I don't see how they finish out all these plot lines with everybody being separated the whole time. Um, you know, Crosshair's home base is Camino now. So if they want to try to get him back, maybe yep. there could be a part where like, okay, Omega, we're we're going. I know we said we're not going, but we are going to Camino. So if you don't want to go, let us know. We can like maybe Rex can watch you. Something. She's like, no, I want to go, or you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Breaking the promise herself. Um, but you know, that's pretty much pretty much how I see this going. Is that they're just going to be on Camino at some point. I do want to say though that I think Hunter really meant it. Um, mm. I think he'll be very as just as unhappy about it as Omega when I'm not even gonna say if when they go back um, <laughs> because like I feel like again he was just as distressed as Omega in the episode. We don't see a lot of him, but the episode prior, first thing he does like where's Omega? Like everyone's freaking out. Like she is a member. Like this is pretty much their little sister. Um, and to see her hurt, to have to stress, like, unsafe, not knowing where she was, like, I'm sure they're going to hash it out, how she survived, how she escaped two of the, like, most infamous bounty hunters. Um, and they'll be proud and they'll hype her up. But yeah, yeah. very scary, very emotional time for Omega and the Bad Batch. They haven't had to deal with, like, supporting and caring for a kid ever <laughs> in the sense of this. Um, so Hunter trying to comfort her, saying... I promise we will never go back. I think, like, yeah, he means that. Like, he's going to do everything in his power to keep her safe and away from communion. Yeah. Again, I ultimately think they're going to go back no matter what. 
but as like i guess big bro parent role he's invent like he is oh a lot of i guess weight behind that dialogue and that interaction between them yeah uh who knows we could even get a complete 180 um in terms of what you were saying uh hunter would would be make trying to make sure as much as possible that omega never has to go back to camino uh, but a situation could arise where they need to go to Camino, um, and Hunter tells the teams like, "I I know we have to, but, but I made a promise." To... Yeah. yeah, and then Omega can be the one that turns around and says, "No, we need to do this. Don't, don't, you know, abandon this mission just because of me. We're going to Camino." That and would be a very powerful scene. Ends. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really cool. Oh, yeah, and it just ends. <laughs> Heard it here first. When that yeah. happens, Evan called it. You're Again. welcome, Internet. <laughs> Just doing what I do. That's mm-hmm. all. Dang, um, I, I kind of really want to see that. Now. <laughs> uh, now, um, we kind of already been on the, the episode, like little details on the episode for a little while here, but just wanted to keep going with that. Um, what exactly do you think that the Cayman Owens plan to do with this genetic material and cloning Omega or whatever. What do you think, like, they want to make? I just think is more clones. I think right now they are literally incapable of producing more. Um, the Empire already wants to phase out clones, but the Kaminoans can't even come and say, hey, we can make you a million tomorrow, or, like, coming out. They can't even offer, because, again, um, going back to Boba, the Alpha and Omega thing... Omega is the last of the pure Jango Fett um, genetic template. So yeah. to continue making the clones that they already know how to do, that they already make so well, they need her. Um, and bad. I think literally they're not making clones anymore, um, which would make sense if the Empire's not paying for it. They have no financial incentive. But I think they're unable or unable. <laughs> um, so I think the Prime Minister... What's his name? Tal Lamasu. Lamasu. Um, yeah. I always and Nala say is a nice. One, yeah. I always yeah. confuse. Right. Anyway, I think <laughs> I think yeah. he wants to just extract it from her at all costs necessary. Um, kind of like Rogu and the Mandalorian, where it actually hurts her in the process. Nala say I think wants to keep her safe, but will still use her for genetic testing and for cloning. Um, we see Django is fine after being a template, so I think Omega will be fine if Nalase has their way. But no matter what, she's going to be strapped into some machine, getting tests done. Best case scenario, she walks away. Worst case scenario, she's there for her life until she dies. Um, and I could see that easily. These guys are concerned about money, 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 and that's it. <laughs> they don't care about the clones. Um, so I think it's a bad situation to go back to Camino no matter what. Yeah, definitely. Um, can't be can't be good at all, even yeah. with good intentions. You know, Nala exactly. probably probably still wants her people to survive. Because um, let's face it, this is like their only way of um, of getting money, pretty much um, yep. that we've seen. So it's not even that they're just like like extra greedy, and that's like they have so much money and they need more, and they just can't stop getting money. But they probably like need it to survive, which yeah. is a lot more of an interesting element into that um i don't know because they they don't want the empire doesn't want more Django fett clones so even if they have omega on camino forever and they mm-hmm. can keep pumping out clones 
the Empire already doesn't want that. So whatever they do with Omega's genetics, or whatever they plan to do, has to be different in some way. Has to be something that's, that's beneficial enough to the Empire to warrant them spending more money and like signing contracts with the Kaminoans. Because if it's just like, oh wait, 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 we can make more of the same clones that you've been working with for like years, except now they're female. Like that's they're not eat, they're not gonna want they don't want more Django clones because they don't want to pay for them too mm-hmm. expensive. Um, so whatever this is probably has to be like a lot more powerful, uh, and then made in less quantity. I guess. Um, I don't. We still don't know the full extent of Omega's abilities. I think. Um, so there could be more that we don't know about her yet. Uh, that maybe she doesn't even know. Yeah. Um, that is like. You know, some, but at the same time, we now know that she's a perfect genetic copy of of our boy, uh, Django Fett. Django. So I guess that's just what they would have done anyway if Django had lived. They would just take more from him and try to experiment with clones and make new, altered, whatever type of new clone. But I feel like whatever their end goal is, it would definitely be different than the clones that we've already seen before. I and I think that implies um, like rigorous testing and experiments, yeah. Which then would be kind of bad for Omega having to sift through all that. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good point. I think <laughs> that probably doesn't even want just regular clones anymore. Um, which makes the situation the Kaminoans are in now even more tragic because they can't even offer that right now. So they're really like about to screw it up. Um, so seeing them go to lengths of hiring the bounty hunters and any means necessary trying to go to Omega makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. Um, and I really like this. I mean, Kaminoans are also like almost a, just a, I don't know, like just glance over like civilization and attack the clones. We only see them just for the, the clones are the more important part. But seeing them fleshed out in this way, seeing their motivations and why they do things is very interesting. And to see it yeah. play out like this and again, the inter politics within themselves and their own like high council it's really really cool yeah yeah definitely um i think we could still even get even more interesting with the kaminoans and their whole subplot uh you know will we see you know i'll say trying to hide the fact that she hired fennec will that become its own subplot where uh there's like fighting within the ranks of the Kaminoans, like with Lanzu yeah. being the prime minister, have the backing of the people against Nalase if if she finds out, if he finds out about her. Um, so that could be interesting too if they if they choose to go down that line. But anyway, um, now I I mean that's pretty much all I had. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we feel about this episode. I I think this was another good one. Um, I think it wasn't wasn't really filler um i guess the argument could be made because like it uh, just ends with them being back in their shuttle but you know i i don't back know I, I, think shuttle. <laughs> I think i think it's fair to say that this was a pretty good episode um what's kind of holding it up for the most part though for me anyway was the revelation about uh omega being another just a pure copy of Django. Yeah. As well as the twist with Fennec um, working for Nalase rather than all the Kaminoans, like we previously thought. Um, those details are what made this episode, like what made the the events of this episode, you know, really 
compelling and good because it, if it was just Fennec and Bane fighting over the bounty, um, I think I probably wouldn't have liked it as much. But since, yeah. like we said earlier, we have this additional factor of of like different sides pulling for different things, um, that's what really what made this episode, you know, stand up. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's better than the previous one, um, but that's <clears> probably <throat> kind of hard to hard to beat anyway. Um, so it's probably not fair to say that every single time. Um, <laughs> But you know, this was a solid episode. I I really enjoyed it. I would have to agree, um, in the sense I don't think this is better than last one. I think last <laughs> one is definitely my top two. Um, but I really liked this episode. My favorite part was Omega. Um, if you yeah. told me episode one that there would be an episode entirely centered on just Omega, I would have said, Yeah, I'll probably skip that one. <laughs> But I, I love any of them for the yeah for the audience. yeah yeah yeah. Um, but now I wouldn't skip this at all. This I really enjoyed this. I really liked seeing Omega all on her own without the Bad Batch. Um, which again is a testament to how well they're building up her character. I yep. think she's she is the Bad Batch. I don't really mind you know Wrecker and Hunter and Tech and Echo being on the sidelines. Um, because to me it still is the Bad Batch with Omega around. Again, I, I hope they're in it more. I don't think they should be on the bench every episode, but just taking a, a step back and seeing Omega all on her own. Um, we have familiar faces with Fennec and Bane still, so that was cool. But highlighting her in this way was I really liked, um, yep. especially since it, it showed so much about her resourcefulness, um, vulnerability, really, and you know, just placing in her a, a pseudo familiar environment, um, a broken down Camino facility where she could use her skill set that she has to escape and get get out of there it was really, really cool. Um, I don't think next episode should be another Omega episode. <laughs> I think I'm only like one Omega episode for every other, maybe every three, four. Um, but I, I very much, you know, this is up there for me. I really enjoyed it, despite what <laughs> what a, a naive me would have said a couple episodes ago. You can't skip any of them. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry, guys. This week, uh, we're not <laughs> uploading a reaction. Just because I saw the, the thumbnail, and I really just didn't want to watch it. I just it. didn't want to watch it, yeah. Um, Catch you yeah. guys next week. Yeah, see you when there's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I I agree. Um, she's a bad betcha. So bad betcha. You know, I really hope we get to see that armor at some point in some capacity. Oh. Um, if we get a like an Omega episode where she goes out, designs her own armor and stuff, that would be awesome. Yeah, I would yeah. very much welcome that. Uh, any other notes you got here before we wrap up today? I think the biggest thing about this episode, my biggest takeaway, was the Boba Omega sister thing. Um. Ken Alpha Omega is just like in your face. Like if that's not a <laughs> a hint, I don't know what is. Um, so my predictions kind of thing. Um, I don't think that'll be explored. I, I again, I still think it might be in the Book of Boba Fett. I just think working it into Bad Batch would be at least Bad Batch season one. Um, who knows? We might get another season, and that could be explored further. Uh, but. The fact that it's Alpha and Omega, they're both pure genetic templates, really, really is like, I want to see that. Because Boba, again, he's not like cool with the clones, but he loved Django. Like, that was his boy, that was his pops. So, knowing he has a sister, a pure sister, would be, I think, character defining for Boba. I think if we explore it 
in the book of Boba Fett with Tamora Morrison, his like <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend himself. I would love that. I don't know how that would work with the manga. There's a lot of <laughs> storyline to fill in with her till we get there. But again, Alpha and Omega, that was my major takeaway from this episode. Yeah, that was a big, uh, you know, factor that was, you know, behind everything that was going on here in the back of your head. You're thinking about it, like what that means for what's going on in the Kaminoans yeah. and all that. Um, what's her name? What can we get a rest in peace for uh, Tonway? Oh, Tonway. yeah. Oh, fun fact. That's the one that showed Obi-Wan around the facility yeah, in episode yeah. two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, rest in peace, Tanway. <laughs> she probably did some other messed up things. She's been around the whole time, but whatever. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think sucks. she was there in the Fives arc, right? Or am I? Th- I, I don't know. I she might have been. Prime Minister, but yeah. Either I way, I'm confused all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll say it's the only one I'm like, and taunt. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> No, okay, apparently Nalase is the only one I, I'm consistently accurate <laughs> on naming. Uh, yeah. But yeah, really good episode. Um, yeah, that's all we got for this one. Uh, make sure you check out the reaction for this episode. Sometimes I say review. Check out the review in the review. This sense. is the review, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, check out the reaction to that episode um, where we have our reactions and initial thoughts. Uh, check out the other reviews for the other episodes if you want. Um, and at the end of the season, we are, we'll be ranking... Uh, all the episodes uh, based on, I guess, how much we like them. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, we did that for Mandalorian Season 2, and we'll be continuing that here. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's about it. Let's know what you thought about this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Good biggity-bye. Rapid fire. Just fire them off. Hey, I'm throwing salutes. You can't see it, but I am. Can't see it. Craig sees it. Shout out Craig. Yeah. Shout out Ton Wei, who's dead. Ton Wei. Yeah, she probably like she probably worked with Count Dooku to develop the whole thing and like Emperor Palpatine. She probably was, evil. She, the, she, was she the one that poisoned fives? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think she was? I don't remember exactly. Oh, that man. could have been the prime minister, but whatever.